this vintage of me know It's brought to you by Josh Cataldo We'll talk about wine if you've got the time Welcome to this vintage of me know Hello and welcome back everybody to another episode of This Vintage of Vino. I'm your host, Joshua Cataldo. In this episode, we're going to go over four different wines and, well, we might actually break it into two different parts. But, so, in the next couple episodes, we'll go over four different wines. Top of the list is a Cab Franc. This here is the Cuvée Terroir and it comes from Chinon, France. The second on the list is a Merlot by Chateau Tour du Moulin. And this here is from France as well, the Luminaris region of Bordeaux. Third is a Zinfandel from Amador County, California, which is Easton. And fourth on the list is a Gamay, the Uvenor Grata from France as well. Uh, so four really good wines. We'll probably break them into two and two Cab Franc, and then I'll go over Zinfandel and Gamay in the following episode. But uh, just to start this off here, we've got uh, some fun facts about these two grapes. So uh, Cab Franc has approximately 131,067 acres spread across the world. Uh, this wine should be served anywhere from 60 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit uh, and you should decant this grape approximately 30 minutes or so um, a cool fun fact about Cap Franc also is it's the parent of both Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon which are also both uh, noble grapes well all three to be in fact Cab Franc, Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon uh, places in which they are grown, well, Cab Franc, uh, is predominantly in France. They actually hold about 60% of the world's production of Cab Franc, particularly in the Loire Valley and in Bordeaux. Number two on the list is Italy, and it's most predominantly grown in the region of Toscana and Veneto. And uh, third on the list is the United States. You can find this grape in the Napa Valley and in New York. Um, in the vineyard, Cab Franc is an early budding and early ripening grape. Uh, it's very versatile. It can handle shorter and cooler growing seasons. It can also handle less ideal soils, even uh, water retentive soils, uh, which is really nice. So it's it is, we have it over one of the vineyards that I currently work at, and it's, it is, it's one of the easier grapes to maintain, uh, which is nice. And it looks beautiful. It's one of my favorite grapes, not only for that fact, but also its flavor profile. It has like a telltale um, red pepper, like a spice to it that, uh, you will notice that you would be able to point this uh, grape out from any other grape um, with that flavor profile, which is interesting. 
But yeah. And then, so let's go ahead and get into a little Merlot on the list here. So Merlot has approximately 660,291 uh, acres planted across the world. Uh, the cellar years on this grape is anywhere from 5 to 20, um, which is interesting. So basically, you know, Mer Merlot is also a... Um, a noble grape in which in France they make a Bordeaux wine which is known to age for decades and one of the reasons is because of these stable grapes so like basically like Cab Franc piggybacks its way because it's only uh, stable for about five to ten years uh, which is interesting but in France uh, Merlot is the most widely planted black grape and it is native to Bordeaux uh, which is interesting. So the top regions in which it is grown, number one is France, in that particular area of Bordeaux. Number two on the list is Italy. Um, and you can find Merlot in Tuscany and Veneto. They're the most predominant regions. And then number three again is the United States. And you can find it in California and Washington. Um, in the vineyard, Merlot is a higher yielding grape, which is really nice. And that's one of the reasons why it's cost effective. The prices on Merlot typically aren't too bad for the quality of wine that it produces. Um, and when it comes to the grape, it is early in practically everything from, well, not necessarily grape, but the plant itself is early in budding, flowering, and in ripening. Uh, which this makes it susceptible to that spring frost, which is dangerous, as well as uh, calor. So calor is a result of that metabolic transformation uh, from weather conditions that cause a failure of the grapes to develop after flowering. So uh, calor is triggered by periods of cold weather, um, cloudiness, rainy weather, and high out-of-season temperatures. Um, so you'll actually go through the vineyard and you can see these clusters of undeveloped grapes, which is interesting. And so I've worked through two harvest seasons as of now. And going through the vineyard in the past, I've recognized this, but necessarily didn't put this together and the reason why. You know, you have your second um, shoots of clusters that come out and typically you'll see some of those in that state but when it comes to harvest you'll see them scattered throughout the vineyard and now knowing what I know I will make note of it more often as I go through the vineyard and kind of try to check off the list how that weather pattern was that year and kind of see where we stand which each you know uh, specific type of grape uh, which is interesting so it it now makes me just uh, make note of that I've seen it in the past but necessarily didn't have an explanation for it and I asked the viticulturist he gave me a you know a reasonable answer but now in the back of my head knowing what I know I'll I'll make note of it and, and uh, kind of be able to see it a little more but yeah, Merlot, Cab Franc, two excellent grapes. 
Uh, before we get into those tasting notes, let's go ahead and step away from a little vine time. This vine time's a little bit in the past, being that I haven't made a podcast in quite some time, but uh, let's go ahead and listen to it anyways. I hope you guys enjoy. Outside for some fine time. Welcome back, everybody, to a little bit of vine time. Today, we are out here thinning the grapes. Basically, uh, going through and trimming off the unwanted grapes due to uh, tight clusters. To kind of bring those other grape bunches more nutrients, some more light, and a little bit more airflow. Uh, it's a little later in the season. We're getting closer to harvest. Today's date's August 25th. It's nice and warm out here today. Uh, we've had quite the rainy season. I'm out here working on Petit Verdot and basically trimming it up these are really tight clusters um, so it looks like it's pretty vigorous out here we're definitely going to yield a full crop but we're thinning out probably around 10 percent about five to ten percent of the crop that we have uh, some are different than others some of the plants have really tight clusters and pulling off quite a bit. That's a beautiful, nice, warm day out here. And also, when we're out here just observing the plants, giving them some love. But, yeah. And Petit Verdot has basically yet to set in to Verasion. You probably only see about 1-3%. to 3%. But... On top of that, it's because of the fact that it is a late budding, late ripening grape. When on the other hand, Merlot is set at probably about 80% veraison. But yeah, it's a beautiful day. I hope you guys enjoyed the segment. Alright, welcome back from a little vine time. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Uh, It's kind of interesting seeing um, how what I've learned in the books and from being out into the vineyard the past couple years, just seeing the different grapes and and in the way that they grow. Uh, Say for instance, like you guys just listened to the Petit Verdot versus Merlot and how you have um, different different aspects to these different grapes and which how they um, some bud earlier than others and some you know uh, ripen later than others and there's just different variables to each grapevine and whether they're cold hardy or they can handle warm weather or whether they prefer you know this soil versus that soil and so each little plant is different and being that I've 
had the opportunity working side by side with some of these plants. It's interesting in seeing the knowledge that I've gained and actually witnessing it out in the vineyard. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we're going to cut this episode a little short, but we will get into those tasting notes in the following episode, as well as some more information about the other two grapes of Zinfandel and Gamay. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, thanks for listening in and have a good night or a good day. But um, yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, Peace out.